where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. Good morning, guys. This is Dr. Rob, the addiction doctor, coming to you live on Facebook. I emphasize live because we've just been doing the show for the last 10 minutes and I forgot to press the button live. So San Antonio is overcast today, but it looks like it's going to rain. But uh, stand by because we've got a great show for you today. Jen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So good to see you again. It's going to be a thunderstorm today here, but um, I'm actually welcoming welcoming the fall a little bit. It feels pretty good. Yeah, it does. It feels good here. It's nice to have a bit of a chill in the air. Guys, breaking through addiction every 9 a.m. CST goes out live to all our followers and 65 platforms this evening at 7 p.m. CST on literally any podcast platform that you can find, you'll be able to listen to us again. We have an amazing show today. We have Kimberly Anderson with us. She's an ex-paralegal, but she also does some, some amazing stuff. Over in Atlanta, Georgia is where she resides right now. And this is going to be a good one. So don't go away. We're back in two seconds. Good morning, guys. If you just joined us, this is Dr. Rob, the Addiction Doctor with Jennifer Lovely. Welcome to you live from different places all over the world. It's going to be a great show today. We have Kimberly Anderson in the house. Good morning, Kimberly. Good morning. How are you? Doing good today. Doing good. Good morning. So good to see you again. I'm glad we've got, we got to practice and, and that, that felt kind of fun, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it's nice to practice. So tell us a little bit about your story. You um, are in recovery. You just celebrated five years of recovery. Um, what what was your DOC? For those of you that don't know what a DOC is, it's a your uh, drug of choice. What was yours? Uh, um, anything. Um, I, not I didn't drink. <clears throat> My mom was um, a binging alcoholic growing up, so I did anything other than that. Um, but opiates, benzodiazepines, and um, eventually graduated, uh, unfortunately, to methamphetamines. Um, and that ultimately is um, what led me to where I am now. Um, I lost my kids in 2015. Uh, it was September 21st, 2015. I will never forget uh, that day. Uh, and they were, they, were, they were in foster care for 15 months. And where they were could only see them twice a month for, you know, an hour, maybe two hours supervised. So then it's like, okay, now it's like, not only have I lost my kids, now I have to have somebody watch over me with a pen and pad, you know, taking notes and whatnot. And 
yeah, it, it's, it was challenging. It was challenging. But at the end of the day, I, I say now that that was the best worst day of my life. Well, yeah. I, know, I know that when they took the kids off me, they were ages one and three. Mm. I will never forget not only the shame, remorse, guilt, <clears throat> and all the stuff that we suffer from, Kimberly, but it, the feeling that I can't even describe it. It was like somebody got my heart and tore it out. Because what happened is, is my eldest was walking down the path with, with mommy. And she says, Daddy, Daddy, please don't go. And then she says, Daddy, Daddy, please get better. And as most of you know, guys, who are listening, she, as she got to the gate, she turned around and said, Daddy, Daddy, please stop drinking, which is the name of my book, obviously. But that feeling of, of heart being torn out, is that the same for you, Kimberly? Uh, it's indescribable. Um, I think that that is probably still an understatement. Um, and, and, you know, having your heart torn out, stomped on, torn out again, you know, just repeatedly over and over and over. Um, but yes, yes, I definitely can... Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I put it up there with with next to somebody your 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 sibling dying, which I also had happen. Mm. You know, it's um, it's so fascinating. Like this is one of the things where I, you know, you realize that it's a brain disease when mm -hmm. both of you like could not stop using, even amongst the fact that your children are getting ripped from you, right? Like it's like you don't want to stop. And you know that's the confusing confusing thing for most mm -hmm. of the world. They don't know. Sorry, I interrupted Kimberly. Go ahead. No, 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 that's okay. Um, a good point. You know that just goes to show you or, and everybody else that if you're not ready to stop, you it, it, you're not going to be successful at it. You have to stop for yourself. You have to stop for yourself, not your kids, not your mom, not your dad, yourself. You, you will, it will not be a successful um, uh, recovery if, if it's for anybody else. Did you stop right, right there and then? And when they, when they took the kids off you that day, did you think that was it? Or was that still not enough for you to stop? Um, unfortunately, no, I didn't. Um, I, well, I went to jail, of course. I was arrested. So my um, ex husband um, called. Uh, the the county uh, drug task force and defects, which or CPS. I don't know if you call it defects or CPS where you are, um, and said that I was manufacturing methamphetamines in my home with my children. Thank you for the credit. I'm not that smart. I don't know how to make it. I don't care how to make it. But you know, I mean, so it's like they they came in and and as as you know, when when you're using when you're in active addiction, it you're, you're you feel like you're feeling filling a void. You're, you're numbing out. You know, and so that was just something else to numb out to. You know, I have all these other problems that I didn't want to deal with or face. And now let's just add this to it. So I went to jail. Um, um, I was in jail for three days before I found out my kids were even in foster care. I because I, I released them to um, their grandmother. And then so that. was when I got out, when I got out of jail, I mean, I was, I was only in jail for five days, but five days was enough for me. Um, I used for about 30 days and then it was like, I saw my kids for the first time in foster care and that was it. Mm. That was it. That was my rock bottom. Mm. Yeah. Incredibly painful. Incredibly painful. It is. It's still hard to talk about sometimes, but you know, we, we recover, we do recover and, um, you know, my kids are older now and, and they, you know, mom, it, it's in the past. Like you are the only one still living there. Stop it. So yeah. great support system. 
So tell me about a little bit about did was there trauma that jump started your active use using or it was it just was it you know you got hurt or you and you were using pills what was the thing that jump started it triggered well i um i was very active and, and involved in sports when i was growing up and then when i quit playing sports i don't know i was 14 years old i'll never forget it i remember being 15 and 16 in hospital hopping and and you know things like that mm. my back hurt so bad and so i went to the doctor and uh ultram or tramadol mm -hmm. is that that was the beginning of my of my pill addiction um you know and and then it eventually went to you know the hydrocodone and the the lortab the vicodin you know the oxycotton oxycodone percocet you know morphine um i did all of it and but that wasn't enough you know i couldn't just take the pills you know which by the way, becomes a hand to mouth addiction for anybody that struggles with a pill addiction. Um, it becomes hand to mouth as well, but I started snorting them. And so, you know, the, the, it's a different, it was a different, uh, different way to take it different, different high. And, 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 you know, my, my, uh, Oh, I'm so glad that I'm out of that life. <laughs> I mean, just thinking about it, you know, about just some crap days. I know. Um, what's the worst drug you took? Um, the worst drug, meth. meth smoking. Yeah. yeah, I would smoke it. I, I, uh, you know, when, when I don't know about you, but when I was um, in active addiction, I was like, oh, I'm not a junkie because I don't, I don't shoot it. Yeah. You know, to me, it, you were only, you were only a junkie if you use needles. Yeah. Well, then I lost my brother and he was a needle, he was a needle uh, user and it was like, but he wasn't a junkie. So, you know, it just changes your whole perception and, and it, it's, um, it's crazy how, how, as you get sober, how you grow and develop and, and you come to realize that, you know, they're just people like, like, like you and I are, you know, they struggle with whatever it is they're struggling with, but, um, addicted to the lifestyle as well as, as, as the substance, you know, all the time. Yeah, definitely. Guys, we'll be right back in two seconds. Just a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Breaking Through Addiction every 9 a.m. CST on Wednesday morning on 65 platforms at nighttime. Guys, we're asking the questions that you don't want to ask all the time on this show. So we've got Kimberly Anderson on. This is this is going to be an amazing second half because I want to try and ask you some difficult questions if that's okay. If you don't Absolutely. want to they pass. But uh, I'm really intrigued about the children being taken off you and getting them back. How long ago did they take the kids off you? I know you was in inside when they did but is that months or years ago uh they were taken from me on september 21st 2015 um my kids had literally just got off the school bus and i had uh five black suvs i had uh 13 crime suppression and uh about 10 regular county cops uh lining my street mm -hmm. oh yeah. my god and the kids saw that 
Yeah, well, they 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 uh, the uh, the sergeant over the um, special investigations unit. I actually I'm very good friends with now. Um, he knocked on my door with three uh, representatives from uh, CPS, and I was of course locked in my room. I, you know, I was I, you know getting high, and uh, they knocked on the door. My kids opened the door. And um, told me, hey, mom, somebody, somebody's at the door. They said they need to see you now. Um, and I was, <laughs> hey, I was, mom, for you. <laughs> yeah, hey, mom, like, I don't know what you're doing in there or why you've been locked in there for the last 19 hours, but can you come out now? You know, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, five um, years. Five years. So, um, how are, it sounds like you're really open with your kids about your usage and your past. And as it's as scary as we walk forward into um, our the teenage years, you know, our our the third part of our brain, the thinking part of our brain, the cognitive part of our brain mm -hmm. starts developing when we're about twelve years old, and it doesn't stop until we're like twenty six, right? And so. Mm -hmm changes every that's when we begin to become aware more of what's going on around us and i know my kids started using at the age of i mean first it started with marijuana but then they beca became addicted you know when they were 14 to methamphetamine and heroin mm -hmm. what is the thing that um like what is the conversation with them because a lot of times we don't have control of the brain that our children get and mm -hmm they start so what's the conversation in your house around drug use and how is that um you know to be honest with you i struggle with my 16 year old um he uh smoked pot for the first time uh the day he turned 13. Mm -hmm. and that's a whole nother story a uh, funny one though um and i know that teenagers are teenagers you know, it wasn't that long ago, contrary to what they might think that I was their age. Yeah. And um, and I remember wanting to experiment and things like that. And I know that it's going to happen, especially I am a firm believer that um, uh, addiction is hereditary. Um, it, it's in it's in your bloodline. And um, so it, it's like you don't want to encourage or enable the behavior. Um, but you don't want them to get in trouble either. You know what I mean? And so it's I, my my conversation was, you know, you know what it has done to our family. You have seen death. You have seen, um, you know, been taken from me out of my arms. You have seen, you know, a, a numerous of things that that are the direct result of addiction. And, you know, I have to let him, I have to let them make their own choices and hopefully they make the right ones because as you know, they're teenagers and you're not going to control unless you lock them up. You are not going to control what they're doing. Yeah. I have one more, well, I one more difficult question for you and then we're going to get into the solution and, and how things are going now with, with the seeing what they saw, knowing what they know. Do you anticipate trauma affecting their adult life? Um, I can hope not. Um, I think that it, my son, my oldest son, yes, I do see trauma. Um, but I also see so much, so much growth. You know, he is, my kids are not, you know, they're not sheltered whatsoever. Obviously, um, they know a lot of things of this world that most kids their age don't. 
Um, and so that could either a it could guide them, you know, down going right, or it could it could you know make them go left. And like I said, I my my sixteen year old, I know he has experimented with multiple things, um, but um, that that was the extent of it. You know, was, I I think it was more or less. Uh, let me see what the big deal was. Why my mom couldn't stop, and and my dad, which is not in his their life at all. Um, and that was the extent of it. So, I mean, do I see trauma? Not for my younger two, uh, but definitely, uh, yes, with, with my 16-year-old. Yeah. And so from this experience, right, our, our uh, tears lead us on our trails to finding our purpose and our path. So where are you now? Where are you presently? Um, I am... Um, in the works, uh, trying to develop a some kind of system either to, to, to do myself or to pitch to somebody or partner with. Um, I want to um, have sober living homes or transition houses for parents that are addicted and struggling um, that have children. Uh, I don't know about where you guys are, but I know here in Georgia, there's not any um facilities where you are allowed to take your children. And that was a big hindrance for me uh, when, because I, I wanted to get sober, uh, but I had to leave my ex-husband first. Um, I wanted to get sober and I couldn't because I didn't want to leave my kids. So God intervened and he took them for me so I could do what I needed to do. Every time, every time he intervenes. So I know you've got a great uh, website right now and you sell some amazing stuff. I just looked at it and uh, guys, listen, soberroots.com. You've heard the story. Uh, Kimberly Anderson is absolutely amazing. I'm going to jump in here and order some stuff myself. So this is a new venture. Tell us something about it, Kimberly. Um, Sober Roots, uh, you know, I have sobrietynights.org, www.sobrietynights.org as well. And Sober Roots is just a spawn of it. I wanted to have some kind of revenue coming in to be able to focus on sobriety nights and the, you know, finding a, a piece of property and, and house or whatever to, to start. Um, but if you have any designs, Dr. Rob, if you, you know, for your uh, facility or whatever, shoot it over to me, I'll design it. I'll throw it on the website and a percentage of all um, sales on there will go to um, a, a scholarship for somebody that, you know, can't get into treatment yours specifically. Um, and, you know, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's just in the startup phases. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I love that so much. I love that um, your passion for that. And I do think that it's such a uh, a need to have a sober living where children can come. Um, I know that in Southern California, which is like the capital of um, recovery. I love it out there. <laughs> um, there's tons of them. And they're also trying to shut down a lot because of they're in residential areas and mm -hmm. all the things that come. So what can you imagine? What would it look like for you to have a, or there to be a sober living where kids are involved, you know, are allowed to go? What would it look like? Well, I know how um, hard this, the situation was on my kids and, you know, when they're in foster care or the, the, the state, I mean, they, they do their best to, to, to give, to provide services or whatever to the kids. But, you know, my kids have like seven different counselors to the point where they just, they wouldn't talk anymore because they had to keep repeating it over and over and over and they didn't feel a sense of healing. And so it is my belief that you need to heal as a unit 
instead of the individual only, you know, uh, yes, the addict needs help, obviously. Um, but so does the family. The family is so affected by addiction. And th so I think that, that that is what I see. You know, I, I just want to be able to heal as a unit. Of course, have your individual counseling as well, but it, you need to stay together, a family that stays together or prays together, stays together kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. so true. I mean, it's just, we, that's what we do here, Rob Kelly Recovery Group. Uh, we concentrate on, not only on the, on the patient, but the family as well. The family's got to be involved. We, mm -hmm. I heard something great the other day. Me and Jen was talking to uh, a, another guy on, on a radio show, and he said, it's like we speak a different language in recovery. So it's like the family house speaks German. Then mm -hmm. we take the patient out and bring them here, and we, 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 we teach them how to speak Japanese. Yeah. Uh, when they're fluent in Japanese, we send them back to the house that's mm -hmm. all speaking German. And it doesn't work. So right. while we're teaching the, the, the patient Japanese, we also have to teach the family Japanese. So when they go back in the same house, everyone's speaking mm -hmm. the same language. So it's definitely a family illness, but it's also, and I love saying this, it's a family recovery. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree. I definitely, I love that. I, yeah. love that. I know because the truth is, is that um, I know for me, um, had I not done all of the different treatment centers and my kids did 16, um, what it would, like, if I wasn't in that conversation mm -hmm. in my own work, mm -hmm. we didn't have the relationship we have today. And it sounds like it's a similar conversation at, at you know, at your home. So mm -hmm. what is, what's your next step? Like are, you're also a paralegal. Is that correct? I am. I, uh, I, I have been a paralegal for, well, since I was 16. Um, and you know, I just, I do that on the side. I contract out, you know, I, my main focus though is, you know, building sobriety nights up and, and, you know, getting, getting, I, I want to have a major legendary movement. I love that. I like that. Yeah. That's I beautiful. I love that. Tell, tell everybody who's listening and watching right now, what it's like to be a sober mom. It's amazing. Uh, it is, it is uh, to, to wake up every day and know that I am free from the chains of addiction. I'm no longer bound. Um, I can deal with life on life's terms and, 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 you know, guide my children with a clear head. It is, <clears throat> it is the best high that I have ever had. No drug can give you the kind of high that sobriety gives you. Mm. That's that's nice. really, yeah, that's really, really beautiful. I mean, you know, Dr. Rob, I think that you can relate to that as well, right? Like just that feeling yeah. of waking up every morning. It's funny um, because because um, you'll like this, Kimberly, where 20 years went by, I didn't see my daughter. I still don't say my youngest, but my eldest daughter was, was kind of uh, the firstborn. And uh, about two years ago, I got a Facebook message. God bless Facebook. And it says, hey, dad, I want to see you again. Can we talk? And I took that text and I framed it and put it on the wall because even now when I talk to her and she says, hey, dad, mm -hmm. it's just, first of all, I'm not used to seeing dad because I completely yeah. wrecked him out of my life because it's the only way I could deal with it. Yeah. And he wasn't there, you know, I mean, the yeah. hurt was so bad that mm -hmm. I just, you know, but just to just see and hear, even today when she calls, hey, dad, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it was just, and it's only, recently i've realized how much 
damage that I did, but how mm-hmm. much repair is happening now. And of course, yeah. I overcompensated. You know, uh, when I, got, I want to buy a house, I want to buy a car, I want to buy like, you know, everything you want. You want to go to Louis Vuitton, but spend like, here's 10 grand, you know, and it's like, my wife says, you, you can't do that. And my sister's like, you can't do that, you know. Yeah. So I give her an allowance now, and, and it's a normal allowance. Every kid, well, every kid, she's 27, uh, I give her like $500 uh, dollars a month, which I think is average, and uh, we have a great relationship. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you can't do that, though. Um, uh, I, a friend of mine, my best friend, um, she's still struggling. She just got out of prison three months ago and she hit the ground running, I think 72 hours after she got out and, but she's getting a, uh, a $4 million settlement and I'm so scared for her. I'm yeah. so scared for her. She, um, wants to, you know, buy, Oh, I'm going to buy my, my son, you know, a brand new vehicle and a this and a that. And it's like, you're never going to make up for what is in the past. And it took me a very, very long time to, to grasp that. You know, you want to say yes to everything. You don't want to tell them no, when you hurt them. And, uh, but it, it is, um, that is probably one of the biggest mistakes that I did make. I was to hold on to the guilt because now they have entitlement issues. And so now we work through that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is a really big conversation because in that piece is mm-hmm. also the piece of recovery. Right. It's the shame and the guilt. And like the, one of the things that I love, it's like my favorite thing in the world to do is to heal that part of ourselves, mm-hmm. that little part of ourselves <laughs> needs that healing so that we're not walking around with that shame and that guilt. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and it's hard because it, it, it circles back, you know, you think you're over it, you know, and then one day you wake up and it's like, Oh man, did I really like, why do I feel like this again? You know? So it, it's just learning how to, how to, how to really deal with life on life's terms. You know, you, we, we go through what we go through good, bad, or indifferent for, for, for a higher purpose. Yeah. I know. I know. I love, I mean, and that's like the coolest thing is that I was just talking about this last night. You know, we have to like part of our, part of life is suffering. Yeah. Part of life is figuring out the suffering and how to unsuffer ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And our, and it's no different for our children. It's no different for our family members. It's like, that's part of the journey. And it's so, it's, it sounds so cliche to say that, but it's so true. It is. It is. Do you know what a unilum is? The symbol, the unilum? No. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like, I don't have a picture of it, but it's like a a lotus flower or something is on the top and then it's got the winding or whatever. To me that, that is the symbol. What I mean, that is for, at least for, for sobriety nights and sober roots, that is the, the symbol because it is, that is that, that meaning is, you know, it's the twist and turns on your, on your journey to enlightenment. And, and so that is, um, that is recovery to me. I mean, there's so much that, that I still need to learn, you know, about myself, about my children, just in life in general. And, um, you know, so, so that's the, uh, the symbol in my, in my head for, for recovery is, you know, the Unilum. I came up with a saying a few, a few years ago, and it was the road to recovery is always under construction. You know, we're never going to get there. We're always going to be moving forward. Amazing. Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been absolutely amazing. Guys, SoberRoots.com. Let's get on there and start ordering stuff because this is a lady here who's trying to rebuild her life. She has an amazing dream. She wants to get a family house together. 
which is such an amazing thing. But for now, thank you so much, Kimberly, for coming thank on. You. It's been amazing. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Um, I guess I just really want to say like, that I love that in the midst of a pandemic, that you're not giving up on the pandemic, that we are all fighting, right? It's, oh, yeah. not, it's not an opioid, just an opioid um, pandemic. It's an addiction pandemic. Mm -hmm. and, and thanks for doing your part. And thanks for recovering. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. You too. And just to make it even uh, sexier, uh, guys, that you want to win a free book uh, or a free t-shirt or a free mask, the question is this week is what is Kimberly's website? That you can go to what's the website called if you get that and you and you message me or jennifer on facebook uh we will give you a free gift in usa only guys but for now kim has been awesome we'll see you again we'll be back in two minutes guys bear with us guys welcome back breaking through addiction every 9 a.m on wednesday live on facebook and over 65 platforms in the evening jen how cool was that that was cool i love talking to her i love she was just a she's kind of a badass chick she is yeah, yeah. she definitely is you know I, I love she's got a, a, a vision for the family house as well i mean you know, I always say this, you know, you can have as many qualifications as you like. You can go to school over 20 years with me, you know, but without that experience, because when somebody books into a house that's got nowhere to go, who's, who's desperate, whose life has just gone to shit, you know, through addiction and, and the husband's beating her and all this horrible stuff that we hear and they turn up on the doorstep and Kimberly opens the door and goes, I know exactly what you're going through. You can't buy that. Mm -hmm. You can't buy it, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you can be as book smart as you want, but I'll take street smart any day. Anytime, yeah. Definitely. I, mean, I mean, I am so glad that I have the experience that I have and the a little bit of that hard-ass, hard-edge part of me, not because I want to, ha you know, protect my heart, but because it there's so much knowledge in having to live life, real life, mm. right? Not yeah. just learning in the book. And this girl, she's like, I love that she's doing this sober roots. I mean, I think that we need to uh, talk to her about Recover Me coaching stuff. Yeah, maybe we'll get some orders through that. That's a great idea. Because I've jumped on the website. We could get some T-shirts. We can get some face masks. We can get, you know, let's do that. Let's look at it and bang an order in. I, we, we both like uh, supporting, you know, guys in recovery uh, much rather. We, we had somebody do some work on the house. And the guy in recovery was three grand over what the other guy, but the other guy was a big company. I could afford to do it. I went with the guy in sober. Of course you do. You have to, you know. I think that the sobriety and people in sober is stronger than the Freemasons contact sometimes because yeah. I'm always going to go there. And people ask me, you know, I say, I've got it so good today. And somebody said the other day, how, how, how do you know you got it so good? I said, because I know what it's like to be so bad. You know, going through that pain, like you said before, and then coming out the other side. Yeah, as long as I don't get complacent, I'm, I'm going to be okay. You know, I, I just got to watch that complacency. Well, and I, I was just talking to my son this morning. It's like we have to up our support system, you know, more meetings, therapy, you know, friendship, whatever that is. We have to really up our, our uh, support system, especially when we're going through stuff. 
Because it because when we have we have the brain like we do, we want to isolate. We, we we don't want to tell people. Yeah. So important to really. And I just I feel like she um really uh has a a level of support out there that's pretty powerful. So and I want to support her. So let's do it. Yeah, me too. I think I'm gonna uh keep an eye on her for this for this house. But in the in the meantime, guys, you know the question. It's what is Kimberly's website called? It's an amazing website. Can't give any clues, but I think it's got something to do with Sober Roots. I'm not 100% sure. But if you guess it, jump on the website. And if you want a, a free book and a free T-shirt, uh, jump onto Messenger or just info at robkelly.com or get hold of uh, Jennifer Lovely Coaching through messaging. doesn't make a difference how you do it. We'll give you some free stuff away. So that was a good show. I enjoyed that, Jen. Me too. It was super fun. Yeah. And uh, same, same time. I'm glad that we finally got it live. Yes, and yeah, my apologies, guys. If you tuned in at nine o'clock, and I know that the figures are down today because I didn't hit the button at nine, so I'm hoping you'll get it on recall. I know most of you visit it back on the on the website as soon as I make it public, which will be any second now. But for now, an amazing show. We got the same next week. Tell your friends it's uh, breaking through addiction at nine a.m. a week from today. I'm not going to tell you what guests we've got on next week, but you're going to have to see the sizzle halfway through the week. So for me, guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an amazing show. And from me, it's goodbye and see you next week. And from me, it's goodbye and see you next week. Have an amazing week. Bye, guys. The Oregon College Savings Plan can help fund your child's dreams and ideas. But it's not just for college. It's also the trade school savings plan and the books and materials savings plan, even the room and board savings plan. With fewer educational expenses to think about, your kids can focus on what matters, their future. Start saving today to support your child's tomorrow. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 